You are listening to the To and Out CFL Podcast, a proud member of the Canadian Football Podcast Network. Just low-hanging fruit. Yeah, but that's my territory, and I haven't even gotten there. <laughs> Grab some poutine and a double-double. It's time for the To and Out CFL Podcast. Now they have to kick it out, and they do! Every week, Travis Cura. Does anybody still care about this podcast? And Brazilian Tide. Hunters are people, too. Talk fantasy football, bring you the latest in CFL news, and sprinkle in a little bit of nonsense. Are you kidding? This is unbelievable! Ready, set, hunt! And we are part of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown, community supported. I'm Travis Curra. Brazilian Ty is here with me. I just want to acknowledge today is the new statutory holiday in Canada. It is the National Day for Truth and Reconciliation in Canada. It's not, you know... uh, traditional holiday like we should say a bit of a a somber day a day for education I, I really i just encourage people to look into the truth and reconciliation commission reports from 2015 there was 94 calls to action it's all published online and as far as football in canada goes Man, CFL teams are going to be, and we've already seen it on Tuesday, there's uh, the Every Child Matters decals that the uh, Red Blacks had on their helmets, the refs had special masks, there's going to be seminars for employees uh, that the, the league's going to be doing, and as far as Football Canada goes, they have unveiled an Indigenous Football Canada logo. And I got to say, Ty, this logo looks really cool. It's going to be on merchandise for Football Weekend in Canada, uh, which is happening October 15th. Yeah, and we've we've seen BC come out with their logo. uh, Yeah. You know, they heard and saw the the want on Twitter for it, and they made it available, uh, you know, and if they're going to make these logos and the, they got to make them available, uh, not only, oh, yeah. you know, for, uh, you know, bringing attention to this and this, and this new holiday, I, I, I hate calling it a holiday. Uh, right. Uh, cause it just, it just kind of diminishes the, the meaning of it to me. Uh, but you know, if they can use the money from these logos and stuff for, uh, you know whether it's indigenous football camps and, and getting out in those communities or doing something with it that, in that aspect, then I think it, it's great. Uh, but if they're just going to make them just to show them off, then I mean, then what's the point? Like, I, like you know what I mean? Uh, but you know, yeah. teams are teams are coming out with stuff and, and selling it, and hopefully those those proceeds are going to something uh, to to help either you know help help with their with the indigenous communities around their football team or. You know whether it's a, a football program or something like that. Yeah, and it looks like uh, Jim Mullen, uh, who is the president of Football Canada, uh, really is man. <laughs> I love the work that this guy's doing. He he believes in football and he believes the mm-hmm. role uh, that football and sports uh, can play when it comes to reconciliation. So you can look for the merchandise uh, with the new Indigenous Football Canada logo. It's going to be on the Football Canada online store during football weekend in Canada from October 15th to 17th. I just love the leadership that uh, football in Canada is taking on this subject. This episode of Tune Out is brought to you by the Alberta Association of Optometrists, proudly celebrating a century of caring for Albertans. It happens. One in four school-age kids has a vision problem, yet 80% of learning is visual for a child. So that's why booking family eye exams with an optometrist helps ensure learning success. You can't detect hidden eye problems, but... Your optometrist can. Alberta health coverage towards annual eye exams is available until your child's 19th birthday. Book your family's eye exam today at optometrists.ab.ca. The Alberta Association of Optometrists represent 
Almost 800 doctors of optometry in over 80 communities across the province. Members are highly trained, regulated health professionals who provide primary eye health and vision care to Albertans. Learn more at optometrists.ca. Join two and out for CFL Fantasy and CFL Pick'em and show Kura and Ty what you got. They are who we thought they were. Just click cflfantasy.tsn.ca. Enough from talking about it. There has to be consequences. And pick'em.cfl.ca. What the hell was that? Dude, I don't know what... (laughs) (laughs) I I can tell you probably five times it's happened this year where I have said, hey, this is the lock of the week. This is going to happen. And uh, I might just not have to deal in absolutes anymore because the Red Blacks beat the Elks 34-24, which means they have swept the season series with Edmonton. (laughs) On paper, Ty, this should not be happening to that team. Yes and no. I I think with with a healthy Trevor Harrison lineup, this doesn't happen again. But with uh, Taylor Cornelius in there, it's really just a crapshoot. Um, you know, again, ball security came into play. Uh, Caleb Evans in his first career start. You know, we we talk about how Ottawa's offense isn't any good, but and, I, and I'm guilty of it. But Timothy Flanders, Kenny Stafford, the new addition. How's that culture now, Edmonton? Um, R.J. Harris able to make plays. Devontae Dedman, you know, in two aspects of the game, like it, it, it was, it everything just lined up. Jamie Elizondo even said it was the worst football he's ever seen. Like, I almost feel like they looked past the Red Blacks. Well, look, uh, Taylor Cornelius didn't fumble the ball for Greg Ellingson. Taylor nope. Cornelius did not allow a punt return touchdown to nope. Devontae Dedman, who actually averaged 30 yards on punt returns in this game. <laughs> he, Ridiculous. He averaged 33 yards on kickoff returns. He is an absolute monster in 11 career CFL games. He has four punt return touchdowns. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So my question for you, Ty, is uh, how did Caleb Evans not just win this job straight out of camp? (laughs) That's also a great question because he got as many touchdowns (laughs) on Tuesday night as... Dom Davis and Matt Nichols have had all season. <laughs> this is this is incredible. And look, maybe Caleb Evans is not, you know, going to be anointed the franchise quarterback. Were right you going to say the but... answer? <laughs> yeah, maybe. But <laughs> there's something there. Yeah. I mean, his his mobility, his arm. That that kid's fun to watch. Mm-hmm. And you know we we saw two. Oh boy, uh, we saw two quarterbacks, two young quarterbacks. <laughs> I mean, Cornelius was only in his second start in the CFL. Evans in his first. Evans, you know, the throw of the end zone for the touchdown to. I believe that was Ryan Davis in the first quarter. Yeah, and Ryan Davis threw a nice pass of his own before that. Yeah, um, (laughs) you know, and then you look at the way, and so like Caleb Evans, he's throwing and looked very confident, like and his like he said his coaches told him just go and be himself, and and do that, and then you know they break down at halftime. Cornelius throws, and there's just no lower body that it's just all upper. He's not getting anything on the throws to the flat, uh, you know, and it's just too. Different quarter. One had all the confidence in the world from his coaching staff, and one just seemed like he wasn't there. It, Ottawa's defense was actually giving Cornelius fits too. Yeah. Uh, in the backfield, they were all over him. Evans didn't really have to deal with that as much for for parts of the game. L- l- like, let's be clear: all three phases of Edmonton's game, or uh, if if you're talking to Davis Chan- Sanchez four phases of the game. Because David Sanchez doesn't know what he's talking about. In there as well. But Edmonton just, they didn't look 
existent anywhere. No. Like, it's 14 nothing Ottawa five minutes into this game. Yep. And and it was done by their offense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, I mean, when, when their offense is starting on, you know, their 49 or 50 every single drive, you, you're, yeah. you're putting your, your team in a position to succeed. They were all over Edmonton right from the beginning. Can, can Sean White punt? <laughs> I, I think he can. Because it can't get worse than Hugh O'Neill. Um, even him pretending to go after Deadman on the return was hilarious to me. But, <laughs> <laughs> like, that, that that defense was able to get to Cornelius and get in his face. They forced him to take an intentional grounding penalty, which you don't see a lot in the CFL. Uh, you know, some big some big losses. They They made some really big stops on second down. Granted, the Elks defense in the second half. I mean, this game could have been a lot uglier. They did. They were able to make some stops too, but I mean, Cornelius just didn't have a lot of time and still amassed 334 yards through the air. And I mean, they were playing from behind a lot. Uh, still turned the ball over twice, but had three touchdowns. But like, yeah, those those are the, the passing yards are great. But I mean, I just the way that first half went just didn't lead a lot of excitement for me. Like or even confidence in, in this Edmonton team. Like, they they did nothing right. We're in week nine of the CFL season. The Montreal Alouettes, the Calgary Stampeders, the Edmonton Elks, and the Ottawa Red Blacks all have two wins. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think a crossover's happening. I think the crossover's very much in play still. <laughs> At least that's what Calgary and Edmonton are hoping with the way they're Montreal's hoping. been playing. Yeah, yeah, they're hoping for a crossover, but all of a sudden it's going to be the other way. What has to happen in Edmonton? They need to fire Elizondo. And I don't know. You mentioned last night when we were talking about Chris Jones. Chris Jones coming in there as well. A, they'd have to you know pay a penalty to get him from Toronto. But is there any money left in the coach's cap in Edmonton? Look, I, I, I know that continuity is a big thing for a team's success, but I don't know if continuity is going to help this Edmonton team. Yeah, I mean, we, we've we seen it in other sports where coaches just kind of, they're in the muddy middle and never really get anywhere, but everybody's like, well, it's continuity, continuity, continuity. Well, if nobody's improving and you're not getting any better, then it's not working. Um, I know it's only been seven games, but this is bad. Like Edmonton and Calgary are going to miss the playoffs for the first time in seventy years, ever. <laughs> it feels like that, right? So, so I look at Edmonton's schedule. That too, and well, and Edmonton, like, what isn't Elizondo doing right now on that coaching staff? Like, he's got to wear so many hats because they're they're kind of up against the cap, I would assume. Uh, with you know having coaches quit and all that stuff. So like there's there's nowhere like I think he's they have to finish out his the season for sure. Um I, I just don't see any other way around it because you can't bring in a new guy right now. You you can't afford it. And there were times in the game where it looked like uh, they just didn't care. And yep. another thing, Edmonton's coming off the bye week. Yeah. <laughs> you would think they'd be a little prepared. Yeah, what kind of showing was that? At least, at least it wasn't at home. <laughs> yeah, uh, the over under for Ottawa's offense was seventeen point five. Well, they, they basically double that. Uh, yeah, I got so angry because I, uh, I I I bet a bunch on the under. Um, but when you say a bunch. <laughs> Not a bunch. A, a bunch for me. Not okay. not not uh, a bunch for Brazilian tie. Not not what I um, bet pregame and then decided to take it off the board. That's pretty smart of you, man. Uh, yeah, I was getting nervous, so 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 I went all in on uh, Hamilton this week. Um, so that means put your money on Montreal. But Edmonton, unless Montreal <laughs> turns the ball over. Yeah, that good point. <laughs> My bet regal account is relying on the Tiger Cats. <laughs> um, the Elks have Winnipeg October eighth. 
They have Loss. Winnipeg October 15th. Loss. They've got the Ticats uh, October 29th. Uh, Maybe then the then the Riders twice in a row, Loss. and then uh, then the Argos. You know what? Argos are winning that game. Well, that, that that's uh, the Elks' second game in four days. So yeah. <laughs> oh, they got the Lions too. Should mention that. Yeah, I mean those last three games are they're going to lose two of they're going to lose the last two for sure. That's a guarantee. The receiving core, uh, the quarterback, and I know he's not playing right now, but the hope in Edmonton was high. Mm -hmm. You you thought that the momentum was there, the the new name, the new logo. You'd want to impress the city of champions, but no. Uh, (laughs) I have never seen, I don't think... A franchise that calls Commonwealth Stadium home play like that. And no. uh, fans at Edmonton aren't going to put up with it long, man. How how many of the troglodyte fans are going to blame the name change? Oh, they, you've already seen it. Already yeah, seen embarrassing. it. that's embarrassing. Just low-hanging fruit. Yeah. But that's my territory. And I haven't even gone there. <laughs> Hey, if the whole world's becoming Brazilian Thai, I don't know if it's a good place to be, man. <laughs> That's very fair. There's barely room for me. <laughs> okay, let's uh, let's move on from this game. Congratulations to the Ottawa Red Blacks and their fans. Uh, I, I really hope that they can uh, build off of this. Uh, because it just looked like a completely different team. Like they, they, you know, two weeks ago they looked defeated. Like, like what are we gonna do? But now, <laughs> after beating Edmonton, it's like there's there's hope, there's purpose. Yeah. <laughs> Before we get too far away from this game, how happy are the Elks that the CFL doesn't have relegation? Because if you lose, if you get swept by Ottawa, you should probably be replaced by the CJFL champion. They might lose to both the Hilltops and uh, the Regina Thunder. They they actually they might, might lose to the Holy Rosary Raiders. <laughs> uh, yeah, the Catholic school in Lloydminster, Alberta slash Saskatchewan, friends. Um, <laughs> that's yeah, that's awesome. a deep cut. <laughs> that's a a b-side if i've ever heard one (laughs) friday night football this week it's uh it's a dandy the bc lions three and a half point underdogs as they host the winnipeg blue bombers the over under set at 53 points ty is this the uh, two mop candidates here at least from the West, only one of them can get the nomination for the division, Zach Kalaros and Michael Riley. It just hurts my heart that Zach Kalaros is in the MLP conversation. Man, it, it, it hurts you to see him succeed, doesn't it? It it really does, and I have no explanation for it other than, <laughs> you know, he didn't play well in 2019 for the Riders, or that much. Um, hey, he played like one play. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I think right now I don't know where else you'd go with that. Um, you could throw Lucky Whitehead in there, but, I mean, Mike Riley, sorry, Michael Riley and, and Zach Claros have just been, I don't want to say juggernauts, but, I mean, they've just been that much better than everybody else in that division right now. Well, the BC Lions and – Teams do come together over an entire season, and by the end mm-hmm. of the season, you're hoping to be gelled. But Winnipeg, yeah. they never had that adjustment period, and no. it's because they kept the the core of the team together from the coach on down. Yeah, well, the, the entire front office has been together for how many years? Yeah. Right? And, yeah, these guys come in, they know their roles, uh, you know, a couple rookies here and there. It, it's just one of those things. Everybody comes in; they know their they know their job. They're good at it. Uh, the, there's no learning curve. There's no adjustment period. It's just get out in the field and play football. And and there's nothing to change. Uh, and I mean, I don't know how you would ask Willie Jefferson and Jackson Jeffcoat to change. 
Um, I don't think you'd want them to. Uh, the secondary has been really good. The offense is starting to click, and now with Darvin Adams back, uh, he's getting a lot of he's getting a lot of looks. Uh, yeah, they missed Andrew Harris for a game. They were able to fill that in with Brady Oliveira. Like, I mean, they've they've kind of turned into a plug and play team as well, uh, like we've seen in Calgary for years. The the bombers here. <laughs> we talk about quarterbacks. I, I love this. Uh, Ottawa fell into Caleb Evans. Montreal fell into Vernon Adams. Saskatchewan fell into Cody Fajardo. These are all guys that <laughs> didn't start their you know tenure with their team with the highest of hopes. Mm-hmm. Winnipeg's kind of was a Hail Mary when uh, they C- traded. Kolaros <laughs> has one loss as Winnipeg starter. Yeah, he's 10-1. and one. It's ridiculous. In- including their first Grey Cup uh, since 1990 in 2019. And what, what's do surprising have, me most about him. Do we have to spit him? after we say that? <laughs> uh, what's surprising me most about Kalaros right now he leads the leagues in completions over 30 yards with 14 of them like, is that through the air because I bet you a lot of those are yak well he, he's still leading the CFL in that department and he's yeah. been making beautiful throws to Kenny the Absolutely. King and Darvin Adams and Rashid Bailey and those weren't happening yeah. in Saskatchewan when we when we nope. saw Caleros before landing in Winnipeg and he wasn't doing it in 2019 really uh, because he, and in, in 2019 they didn't need to they either didn't. no no that that whole offense no. was centered around Andrew Harris and you know to a point Chris Strebler coming in and and giving a different look um, this year with Andrew Harris hasn't been the Andrew Harris that we've seen. Uh, in years past, maybe, you know, with the supply chain uh, breakdowns that we've had over the last year, he's not able to uh, get his supplements. <laughs> so that might have something to do with it. But, you know, they're, I don't I don't want to say they're, they're relying on the past, but they're able to use the past a lot more effectively than they had in the past. Winnipeg's been giving Harris 18 yards a carry, or 18 uh, carries a game yeah. over the last little while. So he's still getting used. He's still a big part yeah. in uh, this offense. I'm I'm fascinated to see what happens in this game because uh, BC's been trying to hit the home run all, mm-hmm. all, all season long, and... It's going to be about getting Lucky Whitehead going, and it appears that DeAndre Alford, the I don't even know if you can call him a rookie cornerback anymore because he's been getting the tough assignments all season long, yeah. and he's stepped up to the task, and it looks like he's going to be on Lucky Whitehead in this game, and that's going to be a matchup to watch, Ty. Uh, yeah, that'll be lots of fun. Like, I mean, Lucky Whitehead total game breaker right uh and alford like you said has been been matched up against the tough assignments in every game it's almost like he's a seven-year veteran now it's almost like he's aging in dog years uh (laughs) with the matchups he's had so i mean that matchup could either be i I don't i don't see a lot of middle ground there i see either whitehead you know putting up a hundred and a touchdown or you know alford being able to shut him down and you know maybe like 30 40 yards uh, that being said, if you shut down Lucky Whitehead, that leaves a lot of other options open for Michael Riley. And when you have Michael Riley at quarterback, uh, he doesn't have to focus just on one guy. Uh, you can see Brian Burnham having a, a big game. It, it all comes down to matchups in that secondary, and the Bomber secondary is pretty good. Uh, but if there is a quarterback in this league that can possibly pick them apart, it would be Riley. And Lucky Whitehead... This is his first game against uh, the team that he got yeah. his start in uh, the CFL with. And he's already got more receiving yards than he had with Winnipeg in 2019. Mm-hmm. And there were moments in that season when he was a healthy scratch. There ain't no such thing happening with Lucky Whitehead in 2021. No. We should say the Bomber defense has, and it's scary to say, reinforcements on the way (laughs) linebacker Kyrie Wilson is set to make his season debut defensive lineman Steven Richardson 
is looking to play. He's been practicing this week. Uh, at times this season, the, the Bomber run defense has shown holes here and there, mm-hmm. and Richardson being back on the D-line will shore that up. But really, uh, BC's run, def- run offense hasn't been there. I can't see yeah. it starting this week. No, not against this Bombers D. And like you said, with Richardson coming back, uh, they have shown holes. And that we've talked about before, they, with, with without Drake Nevis, the center of that line is a little weaker than it was. Uh, and if you can run up the middle and get away from Jefferson and Jeffcoat on the outside then, I mean, you're going to have opportunities. But if they have somebody there to force the, the running back into the middle and they have somebody there who can make the plays, uh, that just shuts everything down. And BC's run offense last week, I mean, between Cooper and Butler, what they have, seven yards. Yeah, it wasn't pretty. It, it was it was atrocious. So I, I don't see it being any better. And, I see and you know, Mike Riley's gonna, Michael Riley's going to have to depend on the pass. Lamar Durant has been limited uh, in in practice this week, trying to work back from that groin injury. He'd be a welcome Mm. addition to the Lions offense, but there's some injury issues happening in the Lions secondary, which has been uh, a strong point with this team. Keontae Harden hasn't been practicing, uh, dealing with a hamstring issue. Marcus Sales, former Winnipeg Blue Bomber, dealing with a calf issue hasn't practiced as well. Ty, I asked you last week if the interception streak would continue. Is it going to continue this week? Ooh. <laughs> I think the smart money is the smart money is on no. So I will say yes. Yeah, that's cuz I like that's probably I fair. like to live dangerously. The way the season is gone, <laughs> nothing makes sense. Yeah. This is bizarre world. I will not be surprised by anything anymore. No. Until next weekend when uh, Ottawa wins again. The Nope. <laughs> the Hamilton Shut your mouth. Cats <laughs> are two and a half point favorites over the Montreal Alouettes, the over under at forty eight and a half. You, you want to talk about reinforcements for teams. The Ty Cats got reinforcements on the way uh braylon addison has finally been added to the active roster he he's not played this year and that can be a big spark to Mm -hmm. a receiving core for the tie cats that has been injured and inexperienced so far this year and it could also be a pretty big boost your fantasy lineup he does average 21.2 against montreal holy man (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but, you know, yeah, like you said, uh, Brennan Addison, Brennan Banks, Jalen Acklin, like, those three are a pretty good receiving core, but with everybody being so banged up, um, it's been really hard for Hamilton to get any continuity, it seemed, off, or it seems offensively. Uh, you know, David Watford not exactly lighting the world on fire with the passing game, uh, but he's able to... to be mobile in the out of the backfield and he's able to scramble and, and find ways to throw the ball and he's not he's not throwing it for large amounts but I mean he's getting wins and right now that's what the tie cats need and I just it's just one of those things yeah if they can keep adding uh they've had guys step up and and fill these holes but if Brandon Addison's coming back I mean he, somebody's losing their job Jeremiah Mazzoli is still limited in practice, so you'll have to wait to see who the Tiger Cats are going to announce as their starting quarterback. As for Montreal, man, there's some things going on there right now. They ended up uh, replacing their defensive line coach, Todd Howard. Greg Quick does have CFL experience. He is now the defensive line coach. They've also... Uh, announced Byron Archambault. He's the team's director of national scouting. He's becoming a defensive assistant now. It It's crazy. The Alouettes, they've got 16 sacks, which is kind of a different story for that defensive line from uh, mm-hmm. from 2019 where they weren't really 
getting after the quarterback, but the defensive line, especially <laughs> last game uh, against uh, BC, just wasn't getting it done. Well, and then against Toronto, where uh, mm-hmm. where McLeod Bethel Thompson was kind of just. <laughs> able to stand back there and make plays at time. Yeah. They need to pressure the quarterback and they need to stop with the stupid penalties. I, I was listening to Danny Machocha on TSN 690 out of Montreal and man, they want to start maybe fining players for taking dumb penalties, all sorts of things. They need to fix that fast, especially yeah. if they want to stay in this East Division hunt. When you're putting up more penalty yards and the other team is putting up passing yards, there's issues. <laughs> That's not much of an exaggeration, man. No, like it, it's a little hyperbolic, but if, if you're if you're going to be taking two penalties and giving up your field position and you can't get pressure the quarterback, and yeah, it's 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 kind of night and day from 2019 with this defensive line, but it's still not good enough. Um, it, they're just putting themselves in situations where it's going to be harder and harder for them to win games. And if they don't start fixing it now and they just let this go on all year, uh, they're going to end up, you know, 3-11 and 11 and missing the playoffs after a 10-win season in 2019. Um, and some heads are going to roll if that happens. But I just, yeah, they lose John Bowman and, and that leadership on that on that defensive line but you still there's got to be you got to find a way to get at the quarterback like you can't just let guys stand back there and have three to five seconds to to do whatever they want and find the open man that you're not going to win a lot of football games like that the owls are allowing an average of 25.7 points per game that is actually meant that ottawa is the only team that has surrendered more and which isn't a surprise while the Owls' offense has been moving the ball seemingly at will, they have struggled finishing drives, untimely turnovers, and the way the Ticats' defense has been really firing in all cylinders lately, uh, that's, that's a very interesting matchup here. And I was just looking at the running backs for this week, and they all have intriguing matchups. William Stanback, last three games, 15 carries, 100 yards. You can almost take it to the bank. Yeah. But <laughs> the Ticats rush defense lately? I don't know if that's such a lock anymore, Ty. Nope, not with not with their defensive line for sure. Um, and, you know, like you said, 15 carries, 100 yards, that's 10 points. For what you're paying for William Stanback, that's not worth it. You need mm-hmm. they, He needs to start – they need to start finding the end zone. They, they can't just be settling for field goals. Like, Cote shouldn't be kicking six field goals a night. Nope. Like, they have a chance. I mean, Ottawa, obviously – you want to say Ottawa's out of it, but they're not. Just with the way that everything is shaken down. But, I mean, you're a game out of a home playoff spot yeah. if you're Montreal. You need to finish drives. You have to win football games. To You have to finish second to guarantee a spot. Because uh, I don't know what the hell is going to happen with this crossover. So, <laughs> it, it, it's such a crapshoot right now, right? So, I mean, they have to, something has to give. And they, they have to start finding the end zone or, or you know, I don't want to say Vernon Adams is going to lose his job, but something's going to have to change on that offense because it it if we've seen it in Edmonton, they they didn't win squat not finishing drives. You're not going to win with field goals. It's very rare that you do, so they they better figure it out and figure it out quick and start winning some football games. Well, uh, look at Winnipeg; they can't kick a field goal and they're still winning games. Yeah, so they just get touchdowns, touchdowns and singles. I, I thought kicking was uh, well. I mean, Winnipeg does okay with punting the ball, I guess, but kicking field goals—that that is going to catch up to them uh, eventually, yeah. I think. Especially, especially you know, late October, November, uh, when the weather gets cold and it gets really hard to, you know, to run the ball and or not to run the ball for defenses to stop the run. 
if if Andrew Harris can't, or if Andrew Harris is, you know, getting through, we're just talking about Winnipeg, uh, you know, they got to finish those drives with Andrew Harris more than likely. I mean, when the weather gets cold, it's time for that physical football. And if that's not going and they're not, and they can't kick a field goal, like you, when the weather's like that, you got to take points where you can get them. And if they're not, well, now, I mean, they are the best team right now, but I mean, they do have a weakness. I'm just excited to see how many times uh, Almondo Sewell is going to be on the field. Because last game <laughs> against Toronto, just about every short yard package, he was out there. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe he's maybe he's going to get another rushing touchdown or two. But if if I'm a defender, I don't want to see Sewell blocking me or carrying the ball. <laughs> I mean, if he's carrying the ball, you just take out his knees. But I mean, <laughs> then it, it's still going to hurt you when he lands on you. Yeah, yeah. Like he is a big man. I don't know if we've ever told the, told this story on the podcast, but Uh-oh. Ty uh, and I met in middle school, and uh, oh god, you learned very shortly that, that you are very quick. Yeah, my closing distance <laughs> when you steal a bag of potato chips from me is incredible, and. I I gotta say you probably had a sixty five yard head start. I caught I caught up to you in about four seconds flat and uh the way you bailed is the way I would bail when uh yeah. Amando Sewell was uh trying to engage me for a block. <laughs> I basically slid and let you run by me. I dropped the chips and went the other direction. Yeah, I don't have uh misdirection like a a rabbit, like a straight line. That is it. Yeah. Like you could not you could not evade an alligator. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Those were the days when I could chase down potato chip bandits. And and we would have your mom bring us hot dogs for lunch from oh. Sev. It was the greatest. <laughs> Those, Those were the days. days. Yeah. <laughs> what a time to be alive that was. <laughs> the Calgary Stampeders are three and a half point underdogs against the Saskatchewan Rough Riders as the Riders visit McMahon Stadium on Saturday night. The over-under set at 49 for this one. And the practice report not looking pretty for the Calgary Stampeders. Royce Mechie is out for the season after undergoing surgery, and he has been a valuable part of uh, that team's secondary, was the starting safety, ended up suffering a bicep injury against the Hamilton Tiger Cats. But Ty, Kamar Jordan, hasn't been practicing this week with that hamstring issue. Oh, good. Uh, The amount of stuff that Calgary's gone through this year with bow and injuries to the defense and the receiving core has just been you know we we never really seen it like we've seen bow go down but i mean they had nick arbuckle there and and the receiving core you didn't have to do much to have success you just had to put the ball in their hands um but you know mechie goes down now uh you know kamar jordan has sat out practice he's been in and out uh, it's just the consistency on that in that receiving core right now isn't lending itself to a lot of success. Uh, the defense gets a lot weaker without Mechie in it. Uh, yeah, Bo is quote unquote healthy and playing, but uh, it, it's just getting tougher and tougher for them. And it's not like they're doing it to themselves. They're not shooting themselves in the foot. They are to a point. That's because it's guys that you know they're not used to having in those positions. So uh, it it just gets tough. We, we've said that they've been plug and play uh, for the for the last I don't know four or five years, where guys just seem to come to that lineup and succeed, and that's just not happening this year. Coming off the bye week, Bo Levi Mitchell has been anointed the starting quarterback, but Ty, I have to imagine the the leash is growing shorter, and the times get more and more desperate. Yeah, there is a. Maybe the Stampeders start looking towards the crossover as their as their playoff opportunity here, but 
I, I have to think if the struggles happen early in this one, I don't think Dave Dickinson's going to wait until two minutes left in the game to get J- Jake Mayer in there. Yeah, I kind of agree with that. I mean, it is a division game. You go to you get the three wins, you still have a chance to catch Saskatchewan. Uh, you know, you, you drop to two and six, and it gets a lot tougher. Uh, so these division games, I mean, they mean that much more that, yeah, I, I think if Bo is struggling early, I think we might see Jake Mayer come in. Well, three of the next four weeks are against the Rough Riders yeah. for the Calgary Stampeders. I mean, so. if they win, if they win two or three, two out of three. Oh yeah, like they're right, they're right back in it, and there's no reason they can't. Yep. Yeah. I'm. I'm not going to write any team off in uh, this nope. season anymore. I, I've learned my Except lesson. Except for Edmonton. <laughs> oh yeah, I've got. I've got a new. I've got a new team to hate now. Oh, 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 dude, like our <laughs> download numbers are uh, uh, basically number one in Edmonton. So uh, be careful, yep. man. <laughs> Don't worry. Actually, I think Don't they're worry. downloading to hear you crap on their team now. <laughs> I, I think they're just expecting it. Yeah. Like, I mean, if I don't, I think we're going to disappoint a lot of people. <laughs> so uh, early on in uh, in the game against Ottawa, I tweeted, uh, updated CFL power rankings, number one, Winnipeg, number two, Saskatchewan, BC, Calgary, Toronto, Hamilton, Montreal, and Ottawa, number 42, Edmonton. Uh, <laughs> and the replies I've gotten, I should mention, I uh, had, a, had a tweet from uh, Red Block Shalak and uh, saying that Edmonton's actually number 43. The Schooners are 42. Um, <laughs> Le- I think they might be 44. Leva- well, no, Laval would probably be third, actually. But a, a shout-out to uh, Joe saying uh, that Bishop Sycamore has to fall in at about number 41. So... <laughs> <laughs> Like right now, Ryan Gosling from Remember the Titans would help that defense. See what a team! And he was a com- he was a complete liability on the defensive side of the football. He, they basically have two Aaron Grimes. Nothing but remember the Titans and uh, the Gridiron Gang because those are the only football movies you need to watch. Okay, and the Water Boy. Um, Never seen it. You've never seen Waterboy? No. I, I feel like we need to cancel the rest of the show. <laughs> <laughs> Good. I can still get 20 minutes of sleep before I go to work. <laughs> oh, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders side. Craig Dickinson has something in common with Grandpa Miller. And that cannot be good. One of the most uh, beloved uh, coaches in recent Rough Rider memory anyway. Uh, <laughs> there hasn't been too many of them. Uh, but. What, no, people didn't like Danny Barrett? <laughs> hey, Mr. Nine and Nine. You got to love it. Uh, Dickinson <laughs> yeah. and Miller are the only two head coaches in Rider history with 18 wins in their first 25 regular season games, which <laughs> is wow. uh, just just a testament to uh, the greatness in Rough Rider football history. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, look, Jesus. it doesn't take much to uh, rise in the Rough Rider ranks because there has no. been a lean, you know, 97 years in the team's history. <laughs> like, yeah, Saskatchewan goes through two droughts. Like, it's either a rain drought or it's riders. And when both of those hit on the same year, it is a tough year in Saskatchewan. <laughs> I can't believe we're coming up on eight years since uh, 2013 already. Uh, time just flies oh. by, man. Uh, I'm still recovering from that great cup in the frostbite. <laughs> Shaq Evans is still a few weeks away. He was at practice kind of jogging on his own. Maybe they're going to look to get him back after the bye week in a couple of weeks here. And uh, Nick Marshall and Luches Purifoy, they weren't practicing on Tuesday. Craig Dickinson called it vet days. Man, I, I need some vet days, Ty. 
<laughs> when you say it like that, it makes it sound like you're a horse. <laughs> hey, I could, uh, well. I could go for some ketamine. I'm not going to lie to you. I mean, I was going to say something about ivermectin or. <laughs> <laughs> Don't but get me started me- on that. Uh, our our podcast will see a uh, a spike with a uh, with a demographic. I'm not sure I uh, really want to engage with just yet. I'm not, I'm not that desperate yet. Um, the <laughs> Rough Riders have <laughs> given up eight. Well, we could rushing- we could we could just we could just <laughs> use the narrative we want and say it's horse dewormer when that's not exactly what it is, and we can just get people really fired up. <laughs> We could basically be CNN. <laughs> this is already like, oh, if you're still listening, bless you. Bless you. The Rough Riders are uh, last in the CFL. They've allowed eight rushing touchdowns. I got mm-hmm. to assume that's because uh, nine times out of ten, they're offside on the goal line. Um, the Calgary, <sighs> Calgary Stampeders, they're actually second. They've only given up three rushing touchdowns. Uh, this season so far, they've been okay against the run, but Saskatchewan number one against the run, sixty-six point seven yards allowed a game. Yeah, I don't know if it's uh, wise to have Kadeem Carey in your lineup. Uh, it, it hasn't been wise for the last couple weeks. Like he hasn't been yeah. putting up huge yeah. numbers by any means. Um, but I mean, when you have the likes of Micah Johnson and Henry in there, like there's not a there's not a lot of room, and these guys rally to the football and they hit hard. Um, you know, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be wanting to grab the ball and run at those guys. Uh, but yeah, they are giving up <laughs> the touchdowns. But like you said, the, the offside, the offside penalties at the goal line are just inexcusable. Really, they are. It's kind of an it's kind of embarrassing. Uh, but I mean, if a team's at the one yard line, you're if you're giving up touchdowns it's not exactly a loss it's kind of, it's probably the toughest the toughest spot on the field to defend absolutely in the cfl uh saskatchewan and calgary they're both susceptible against the big play uh, calgary giving up uh, mm-hmm. 11 completions of 30 yards or more and saskatchewan 12 completions of 30 yards or more so there there's some opportunity uh, to mm-hmm. make big plays against these secondaries who sometimes maybe cheat to the ball a little bit. Dick Marshall. <clears throat> <laughs> oh, excuse me. Let's see if some big plays can happen Saturday night in Calgary. All right, uh, let's go to uh, uh, maybe our fantasy lineups here. I, I do quickly want to mention the fantasy numbers uh, from Edmonton and Ottawa. So the the... Canadian Football Podcast Network Fantasy Challenge. I have battled back to to be 500 on the season after beating Joe Pritchard from Rouge, White, and Blue. Now I'm up against Safamod from the Piffles Podcast. He's got a good start to the week here because he had Taylor Cornelius, James Wilder, and Ryan Davis, who <laughs> oh, <laughs> have boy. all three had good fantasy games. I had Taylor Cornelius, 22.6 fantasy points. Darrell Walker and the Elks defense. I, I really thought that the nine targets on Darrell Walker from last week would have translated mm-hmm. this week. Didn't really. Uh, he only had 6.1 points. Clearly, I should have picked Shy Ross because <laughs> his two, two touchdowns. touchdowns on the night. Yeah, that was a big one, Ty. Yeah, it kind of came out of nowhere. I mean... He's been in the lineup lots. He's gotten lots of looks, and it just seemed to be a breakthrough game for him, which was nice to see. But that, yeah. that, that, that's fantasy scoring on that. Like, why am I getting punished for a punt return TD? I don't get that. Or even a, even a pick six. Yeah, that doesn't make – that makes less sense. <laughs> yep. It's almost like who's ever running it doesn't know what they're doing. Almost. <laughs> Timothy Take Flanders it you make said- it, baby. Uh, had 14 carries for 45 yards. He had uh, two catches and a touchdown. So I would have been uh, uh, good keeping uh, Timothy Flanders in my original mm-hmm. lineup, adding that touchdown. Kenny Stafford had a touchdown. 
what culture. were some of the other numbers that maybe surprised you? Like, what did Caleb Evans end up scoring? Caleb Evans had 25.5 points on the night. There's a good chance that's the number one score of the week. <laughs> uh, yeah, and we all totally saw that coming. Yeah, every single one of us. Yeah, I, I don't know anybody who uh, said Ottawa was going to lose. <laughs> Greg Ellingson finally had his first touchdown of the season. Seven catches, 126 yards, and uh, yes, that touchdown as well. So nice to see him do well in his former digs in in Ottawa. Yeah. Did you change your lineup at all from the other day? The, the rest of mine is... An- I am done tinkering. Okay, okay. I got Andrew Harris, Jamal Morrow, Kyron Moore, and uh, Stephen Dunbar to wrap up the lineup. Uh, you're the same. I, I, I thought running back was an interesting one this week. It, I mean... Uh, James Wilder, he almost had the 15 points. Andrew Harris against his yeah. former team. That I just uh, wanted to see the the fire he had. So I, I spent the money. I spent the money there, and we'll see what he does. But the the prices on every single position it's it's getting crazy, man. Yeah, I am stuck with Anti Milinovic Litre against the number one run defense because it's all I could afford. No. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's why I took Jamal Morrow, hoping for a few kick return, return yards. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought the thought had crossed my mind, but I'm like, well, Kadeem Carey has sucked the last couple of weeks, so why not? Yeah, and uh, as far as pick them, uh, we've both got the Bombers, Cats, and Riders. So probably going <laughs> to go one and three. <laughs> that's very fair i'm glad i forgot to uh lock in my pick on the site uh so i, I didn't get dinged for the edmonton loss oh uh, so you're cheating yes i i am cheating sorry about that <laughs> i my my picks are already locked in for next week so i'm in major trouble with uh my wife for convincing her to pick the elks defense on fantasy so how was the couch? <laughs> hey, we, I got the TV here. <laughs> and the fridge. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a win to me. <laughs> this episode of Two and Out brought to you by Park Power, your friendly local utilities provider in Alberta, offering internet, electricity, and natural gas with low rates, awesome service, and profit sharing with local charities. In Alberta, you get to choose who to buy your internet, electricity, and natural gas from. So if you switch providers, nothing changes about the delivery of these utilities to your home or business. If you have an existing contract, Maybe find out the terms before leaving. If you don't, then it's even easier to sign up for Park Power. You, as the consumer, have the choice of who you pay your bills to, and why not choose your friendly local utilities provider? Learn more at parkpower.ca. All right, enjoy week nine. We've got some interesting matchups on the horizon. We'll be back Monday morning, so leave us a rating and... Hey, subscribe to Two and Out wherever you get your podcasts. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening. Find more great shows like this at CF Pod Network on Twitter.